0: Sheikh Fahad? I, you know I always get confused. Like I do I do I go shake Fahad, do I just go Fahad? I'm gonna go Fahad here, right? Is that gonna we good with yeah, that?
1: Yeah, Jonathan, you're a friend of mine, so it's Fahad yeah.
0: Okay, good. I guess it's it's uh, it's just it's it's Mr. ish, right?
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: Okay, all right, perfect. Well I appreciate you taking the time. I know it's Breeders' Cup week, it's a it's a fun week. You got a lot going on. We all got a lot going on during the Breeders' Cup. But uh I I do before we get started, wanna thank you. We thank you all the time on the show, but thank you and Qatar Racing for supporting the podcast. We really appreciate it. And uh it's been a lot of fun and and, and we'll continue through this year and, and and uh hopefully we can keep uh keep it rolling through next year um the, what i always start when i talk to people is you know how did you how did you find this game what what uh what brought you to racing
1: well i've grown up with horse ho- with horses horse racing my father had horses uh, but they were the um, arabian horses yeah uh, and i didn't really particularly like racing arabian horses it was they're very slow they're not not very genuine so um i went to study in england and when i was studying in england i was like every saturday watching races on tv um just got me caught, you know caught into it and thought okay let me just do a little bit research myself and see if i like it or not and it's such a different game to the races that i've grown up with the arabian horses i mean it's mind opening to see the you know how better it is um so yeah after i have Graduated. I I thought I'll do. I'll get a few horses and
0: see how it goes. I saw you say somewhere that like you were (laughs) at the at the beginning. You know, you saw how easily your your father won so many races all the time. And then did it did it take you a little while to realize like it's not it's not as easy as it was for him? Well, it's it's
1: different. is that actually that's very funny because in the Arabian racing world, he was the um, uh, Coolmore, Jodmond, Godolphin, everyone combined. That's how strong he was. So it was like winning every grade one easily. So I thought, yeah, it'll be be the same when you go to TheraBreads, but it's a huge different world. Um, We're very lucky to have had great success early on in our life, but it's it's a different world, it's much harder.
0: So you you started with Pearl Bloodstock, right? That was you by yourself? Correct. And then the brothers came in and that's when you transitioned to Qatar racing?
1: Exactly. So I started Pearl Bloodstock myself and um, we were very lucky. We had um, uh, Duna didn't win a Melbourne Cup in the second year. We had um, L- Lightning Pearl win a Chibli Park in the first or second year as well. So, you know, off the bat, we were, we were winning big races. Um, but then we had a big lull after that to go and win a, other races. You know, it takes time. But my brothers uh, enjoyed watching me. Do Pearl bloodstock, and so they, so they thought let's all combine together. So that's when we formed Qatar Racing, Qatar Bloodstock, and um, you know we've enjoyed uh, plenty of success and hopefully more to come.
0: So whose idea was it? Did just like it was like a thing like hey guys I need to talk to you I got this idea it'd be fun if we all did it together or did they just kind of come to you and they're like hey Fah you you're this looks fun can we get involved which way yeah, was it Yeah,
1: I know it was them coming to me. <laughs> I was quite happy when they came to me. I said as long as you let me run it for you that'll be fine. They said yeah go ahead and. They've enjoyed it immensely, and so it's quite quite nice to see that they're getting pleasure out of it.
0: How, how many runners do you feel like you have a week? Because I know that, you know, obviously we pay attention the most often in this country to the ones you have running here. And I feel like I look up all the time and see your silks, whether it's a partnership or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but then also, you know, you, you're in Australia and Japan and Europe. How many do you think you have in a week?
1: I, I'd say probably about... Averaging six, seven, six, seven runners a week. I mean, it's very hard. I haven't actually thought about it that way. It's It's a very good question (laughs) to put up. Do you
0: wake up in the middle of the night if you're in a time zone crunch? Oh, yes. You wake, you set the Uh, alarm? 100%.
1: And wake up? 100%. And the best thing is we've got a very good crew back home. Brian, Bryony Rushbridge in the office, she is amazing. Um, I've got my, we've got our own app. So I've got uh, all the runners that are gonna run, the times they're gonna run, they're all on the app. So I I can set my alarms towards that and uh, wake up and see them. Um, Like for instance, now we'll have Breeders' Cup runners and we'll have a Melbourne Cup runner as well. So that's quite exciting, but the time difference is not easy.
0: Melbourne Cup. Um, I've always wanted to go. I've heard it's like a lot of fun. And eventually, in this conversation, I'll kind of ask you to kind of, in your mind, the, what event you kind of pulls you to the top, whether it's you know Ascot or Breeders' Cup or Pegasus or, or Melbourne Cup. But uh, I, some in, an insider told me that there's a funny story behind when you won the Melbourne Cup, how you decided to get uh, the trophy back. <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, that's that's a very good very good story uh well i didn't realize we didn't we didn't realize so um start off with me and david red was my racing manager he's the um, you know he, of the whole operation we went out there i was i think i was 20 or 21 years old still early in the in in the race that was pearl bloodstock we went out there not really expecting you know to win or anything but not expecting how big the melbourne cup is and uh, when we got there we were told like everyone had a speech prepared if they won i had nothing prepared but i said i'm not going to prepare anything it's bad luck let's just go for it um won the race but didn't just win the race it was a photo finish for 15 minutes between our horse and red cadeau and I remember Ed Dunlop, the trainer of Red Cadeau, was standing next to me and he, he said to me, would you take a dead heat now? And on, on all you know, photos and races I've watched all of my life, the one that comes from the outside with the bigger head coming down on the wire is usually the winner, yeah. which was Red Cadeau. So I was, like, I, was, I was more than happy to take a dead heat at that stage. Just before shaking on a dead heat, they announced that we, we won. <laughs> so we Ed a, a little bit disappointed with that. But you no, know, going back to the trophy to get the trophy out of the, out of the country. Um, so the tro they don't tell you that the trophy itself is worth about, I think 250,000 cause it's, it's pure gold or something like that. So when we heard that it was like, okay, we have to I said yeah. David, we need to do something, how can we get this with us? And we were coming to America for the breeders cup, cause, um, the breeders, we had a runner in the breeders cup for our, our first runner in the breeders cup back then. Um, so we went on the flight, um, and everyone on the flight, I put it on the carry-on, and everyone on the flight recognized that we won the Melbourne Cup, so they, we couldn't even see in the plane because everyone wanted to take a picture with the <laughs> Melbourne Cup, so we had to t- t- do the rounds up and down the plane, which was quite funny, but yeah, we managed to smuggle it in.
0: <laughs> oh my gosh, that's hilarious. What, uh, what were your soaks like at, uh, at Pearl?
1: So yellow and blue stars, um, okay. and I still run them in Japan. So Japan are, the, the horses that the throne in Japan are uh, under pearl blood, so.
0: Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, I, I so I, I love, I'm a silks guy. I don't know why, just like I love silks and bad silks, I drive me insane. Yeah. Um, but I think that the the, the the guitar silks are great, right? right? It, you guys call it claret, that color? Yeah. So claret with the gold. Did you go back and forth on designing those or was it pretty, I, I, did it make a lot of sense? Because the flag, like, right? The flag yeah, is that color. They're
1: similar. So the flag is, um, you know, it's a maroon, maroon color. So it's similar. Um, but yeah, no. So um, I, me and my brother sat down and we designed a, a new set of silks uh, because I thought uh, it would be nicer to have everyone's input and what they what they wanted. Um, and we came up with a, I think, a great design. I'm glad that you like them. They, they are quite unique, to be honest.
0: And they're just classic, right? It's just like nice and like you know, uh, just simple silks. Or really wild ones are what work for me, but not too crazy. just like like I liked American Pharaohs. I didn't have a problem with those. I thought those were cool. Uh, I think China Horse clubs are, are, are cool and I love uh, my dear friend and, and I know you've partnered with Bob Edwards. I love yeah. the E5 silks. I you know so I just it, it depends. but sometimes just like the solid, sharp, clean, uh, I like those just as, as much. So um, just you know, you know you Google your name and you look at a YouTube page. I forget all the time, And it almost feels like it's like AI or something that you're in silks as if you just got done riding. And I was like, wait a second. (laughs) I forgot that you did ride at one point. At what point of your journey in horse racing did that come up? Like, were you, you know, did you already own horses at that point before you started riding and you just said, this is what I wanna do? Tell me about that decision.
1: It's quite funny, actually. So, yeah, no, I owned horses first. Um, And then um, I think about. Four or five years into it, uh, one of our racing managers, Peter Maloney, um, said he's, he was going to ride in a charity race um, six months, seven months down the line. I said, um, "If you're doing it, I'm doing it as well." And at that stage, I didn't even know how to ride a horse, really. So it was baptism of fire. Like I said, and when I, when I put my head into something, like I want to do this, I'm going to do this. So um, this is happening. So, anyways, we had. I had good training. Uh, you know, I, I fell a lot on the gallops, left, right, and center, but managed to still get up and get on a horse. And and luckily, I won three races out of thirteen rides or something like that.
0: All so. jump though, right? No, no, flat, flat, flat. flat?
1: Races. Yeah, flat. But what they have in um, in Europe that they don't have in America, they have charity races. So it's um, so it's raising money for a good cause. Uh, then you get to ride in a race. But you have to go through the whole process of going to the jockey school, getting licensed, getting, you know, getting fit, dropping your weight, you know, assessments, and just to be safe to go on. And it's, it's quite fun to, to actually go, go, go into the races and you know, give it a good go.
0: Did you, I mean, I, I would imagine all of us as horse racing fans, I've always thought like, how exciting it would be and how much fun it would be to sit on a horse's back. Is it, is it everything?
1: It is everything and more. I mean, the thrill, the rush of it, you don't get driving a Ferrari, you don't get doing anything else. It's When you're in between horses, you know, hooves on top of hooves and, you know, everyone's like on top of each other, that feeling, the rush you get, it's unbelievable.
0: So when you decided you wanted to do this, you said you had like six months to kind of get your mind right and, and you know, get in shape, probably dro- getting shape getting drop shape. a lot yeah, of yeah, weight. <laughs> What, how, what was, you know, if you were training for a celebrity boxing match or something, you'd go to the gym every day and you'd box. And what did you do to get where you could learn how to ride a horse?
1: So uh, I had to, I had to do two things. One, learn how to ride a horse and be, drop the weight. And they have to be at the same time. So I managed, I devised my own uh, uh, nutrition plan, which is really bad, (laughs) to be honest. I used to wake up in the morning, have half a piece of toast with a little bit of peanut butter nothing nothing else no not just black coffee drive about an hour and a half to I used to have a little farm in Surrey where I ha, trained horses um, Ollie Stevens trained for me where peace and war won the Alcibiades from there so I used to go there and um, with the Heta Stevens his ex-wife to try and uh, uh, learn. she taught me how to ride horses there um, so I do two three lots there drive back no lunch have a little protein bar go to the gym, do about an hour in the cross trainer, an hour, an hour and a half in the cross trainer, go into the steam room, do another 15, 20 minutes in the steam. And that was six months straight without any, uh, no deviation. Every day? Every day, same food, same thing. And for my dinner, I would have had a grilled, like a small grilled salmon with boiled vegetables. Every day, the same routine. Not one day changed. Six months straight. And I got to the right weight and uh, about... Five days before the race.
0: Oh yeah. my goodness! How, so how how what did you start at? What did you get to weight wise?
1: Oh, I was I was I went I in stones. I don't know how much it. Oh, uh, I'm bad time. at stones. Uh, that's uh, the, we used to have to ride in stones. Like, <laughs> well, we'll just... so, so so I think I was about like seventeen stone, and I had to drop all the way down to 11 and a half stone. Oh my god! Uh, I think it's, what is it was fourteen pounds of stones. Or yeah, like yeah, that. yeah.
0: So, so did you get, did you, did you, like, And when you were done, you were like, alright, I'm done, steak, give me, where we, where's, where's the chicken, where's the... After, after the races? Yeah.
1: yeah, Oh, so, Domino's was my go-to. <laughs> once, once I finish a race, I have to have a Domino's pizza, that was, that's the one thing I kept going after.
0: So did you have to, was that all in, like, a short time when you won those races, or did you, like, maintain um, that for a while? I maintained it for, I think it was two
1: or three years. Oh my I did God. two or three years, yeah, and I think uh, I was told by everyone in the operation that they would be they'd leave if I if if I didn't stop because I get I was getting very cranky. But yeah, so, <laughs> so, yeah, so either it's either your <laughs> racing career or or us.
0: I I I've I've, I've i can imagine I've I've talked Richie Migluri talks about uh, being hangry all the time and and uh but and when you don't and he, the thing see, for them is
1: yeah you see the size <laughs> difference <laughs> I mean,
0: well the other part too is you don't have to be no, angry no, it's like, exactly. you know he was yeah. he was riding to defeat feed his family for you've got sure. other things going on you didn't have to necessarily be doing it no,
1: um but it was it was to be honest was the it was a thrill of a lifetime and i enjoyed every minute of it um you know immensely and it and it gave me a huge um, understanding about um, watching races when my jockey's ride. Where you get to figure out who's making more mistakes than not. Who's you know things that you couldn't see before. Yeah. I see now.
0: So does it, now I was gonna ask you: did, are, Do you, are you easier on your riders because of that, or do you think I maybe mean, you're harder on your riders I, because I, of that? I think I'm.
1: You gotta ask the yeah, yeah. you gotta ask the jockeys. <laughs> but I think I'm very easy with the, all, all of our riders. I mean. You know, we're blessed. I've got Oshin Murphy as, as my first jockey back home um, and Kieran Fallon as a second jockey, and both of them are, you know, champion jockeys. You know, Oshin Murphy is a champion jockey. Uh, Kieran is a champion apprentice. They are they rarely make mistakes. Um, I don't give any instructions. I don't think the uh, trainers give them any instructions anymore. They just put them on and let them, you know, ride their races. Uh, over here, we've got, we're, you know, we're blessed. We've got Tyler riding a lot for us here. Um, and he's fantastic. Um, you know, Louis Sayers. Um, you know, Irad. You can't. You know, when when you go to the top jockeys, they rarely make mistakes.
0: Have you? So we don't really do that much over here, where we. You know, there's like a contract jockey. Mm. How, how does that work? And would you or have you tried to do it here? Uh,
1: over, no, we haven't tried to do it over here because, it's, as you said, it's not. Uh, it's not something done over here. It's uh, back home. It is once because we've got probably about 80 horses in training in, in in the UK, and they're all in different uh, yards. We don't, they don't train on the racetrack, they train from, you know, either New Market or, you know, and different stables. So it's it's all about continuity. Yeah. You know, that's why I, I think it's something that's always been done in Europe, that if you have a big stable that you have, you kind of have a jockey. And Oshin Murphy came in when he was an apprentice uh, I think it was 18 or 17 with us, and he grew up with us. Uh, you know, before he's, he even won his ever ever won a Grade One, he was with us. So, well,
0: um, one thing that I realized that we had in common um, is our love for kittens. Joy uh, here at Breeders' Cup, one of my favorite races was in 2014 when Bobby's kitten won Down the Hill. Uh, but you've had two really good kitten joys, and uh Cameco, is that way. Like, yeah. Cameco and and Roaring Lion. Um, Tell me a little bit about how those two horses, in any, in any order, how do they come to you?
1: Well, David Redvers and Hannah Wall, uh they you know—they, I think they're the best experts about kittens' joy. They found the two best ones, in my opinion. I think many people would say they probably are, you know, two of the best that he's ever had. Um, you know, we had we had first roaring lion. Um, he was. He went to John Gosden, and he, his two-year-old career, There's a lot of ability there, but John managed to harness that ability. He could have gone one way or the other in terms of... Uh, he had a lot of character, but everything came to him easily, that he just, like, was thinking about other things in in life rather than concentrating on his races. John managed to get him right, and he had one of the best three-year-old careers, you, you know, winning all the great ones that he did. Um, he he is a fantastic horse and it's a real sad loss to you know our operation to have lost him after one crop of um, yearlings, which they've done mag- magnificently on the racetrack. Kamiko I think, hopefully, I'm hoping that he'd even be better than Roaring Lion because I think he was a bit more precocious as a two-year-old. Um, he won the uh, Futurity um, in Newcastle and won it very well. Um, he won the Guineas, 2,000 Guineas, uh, the fastest 2,000 Guineas ever, uh, in history which is amazing in its own right um, he's got the you know the right confirmation and all of his uh, babies have been selling well so you know I'm, I'm i'm looking forward to next year next year we this is the acid test when they start running
0: when you were when you were coming to to meet to do this you, you were you were behind like 10 minutes and i texted you and i said i was worried i thought maybe cool more <laughs> kidnapped you or something do you you guys it feels like over there it's like the big four you guys are always banging heads with each other you godolphin coolmore Judmont do you root for them do you yeah not no root for no, them? no
1: no no we definitely root for each other no we root for i mean if i have a runner in the race and i want my horse <laughs> to win yeah, for sure but but no we have a. I, I think all all the, all these operations how we have a great working relationship i mean um we need each other everyone needs each other in this game you can't make it on your own. Everyone needs each other. Uh, they've been supportive of us. We've been supportive of them, um, you know, f- which makes the game keep going, to be honest. There's no way you can just like me, me, me. No, that doesn't work.
0: Tell me a little bit about the Mongolian Derby. I got some inside yeah. info on that as well.
1: <laughs> well, it was another cr- crazy idea that we came up with. And uh, uh, so it's a 1,000-kilometer race in Mongolia. And I thought it would be a great idea to try and go there and try it. Uh, so we went, me, David, and a few of, uh, few of the, uh, fr- our friends went there. And, oh, my God, it was, it was an experience of a lifetime. Mongolia is one of the prettiest countries in the world. But these, these ponies were unbroken ponies, and we had to ride them for, for, for 40 kilometers at a time without knowing where we're going. We, they give you a little GPS, uh, but it's like you have to go up this big mountain the other side. No one around you, no, no help. Uh, it, it was. It, w- it wasn't easy. It's like I think you finish it in like seven, eight days. Um, I fell on the fifth day, broke my back in the middle of nowhere, and it took them about three hours to find me. And I had a, a cracked back. They had to get me in a car for over fifteen hours on, on on bumpy roads just to get back into town to get an MRI and X-ray. So it's. And they tell you beforehand. They say to you, so 40, 40 riders start. They say. 50 at least 50 percent of you would not finish and maybe 20 percent of you will have serious life injuries and you have to sign your life away before you before you go in there that there's no responsibility uh, but it was a great experience and I, I maybe you should have give it a go <laughs> <No>.
0: <laughs> he lost me 50 percent of you won't finish well what's the point of trying and you, you broke your back um have you always been like a, a, a thrill seeker like that
1: yes i've well, I like challenging myself. So it's, uh, uh, usually, every year, every year or two, I I like to come up with a challenge and get a few friends of mine and say, "Okay, here, let's go. We try this and do this and that." One year it was uh, running the London Marathon. So <laughs> back back in the day, um, so I I took uh, I told a few of my trainers that uh, they have to join up, and we did it for Racing Welfare, a charity back in England, uh, for, you know, to help to help people in racing that need help when they're down. That's a fantastic organization. Um, so we raised a lot of money for it, but I made the, so Richard Hannan, Andrew Balding, all, all of them went in I and said, I said, you have to come. It's not, it's not, it's not, it's not by choice. <laughs> I, tell, I tell you, that was, that was the worst challenge I've put myself into. Did you finish the race? Yeah, but it's like, I, I finished when they were sweeping, <laughs> they sweeping the floors after me. <laughs>
0: Uh, of all the races you've been involved with, what 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 was your 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 fav- What's your favorite race? It doesn't have to be the biggest, but just the race that like. If I said you know Fahad, you get to watch one more race uh, on YouTube, what's the one you're gonna watch? To be honest, the
1: one I'd say the, the one I've most watched on YouTube would be, that works would be the Melbourne Cup for sure. Yeah, because um, I didn't appreciate it when I was there at that time because I was. T- I think I was young, early in this game. I was about twenty, twenty-one, so like haven't really figured out racing properly yet. Um, and trying to replicate that, we've had no success since doing one. Like I, I, that's a race I, I'd like to win again. Um, and this year we have a, we have a chance. Hopefully we'll see if uh, Valiant King, one of Roaring Lion's sons, goes and does, hopefully does the business there.
0: What was the one race that you felt like got away from you? The one that that uh, the, the 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 worst photo beat. The one that if this one would have happened, it could have changed all these other things. What's the one that, that you look back on and you're like, ah, oh, I need that one back.
1: Um, I could answer that in a little bit of a different way, but I think Roaring Lions Derby when he you know when um, uh, when he ran in the Epsom Derby, we thought. I really thought he, he'd, he'd go and win that race. And he came to the um, two pole, one and a half pole, cantering, everyone else was off the bridle. I thought, here we go, like, this is, you know, is gonna go and get it done. But unfortunately, he just didn't stay. It's, uh, it's not in his stamina to stay a mile and a half. We knew this afterwards, but it's just, we, it was a good try. So yeah, I got a bit emotional. Like you watch the race and you think, okay, you know, it, it, that's if you watch the race, you'll see. Like you'll be like, okay, yeah, I, you'd pick him out of the two pole as the winner. Yeah. And then like ah, that kind of little bit of a but ah, it's fine. It's, it is what it is. But I can't say I don't think there was any race that oh if this happened this you know would have changed life career or something like that. you yeah. No, we're still young. There's plenty of time to go and hopefully win all the, the races we need to win.
0: Are you a race, are you, what kind of rooter are you when you're watching a race? Do you, are you loud? Are you quiet? Are you a banger? Do you, do you do you get excited? Do you fist pump? Are you calm?
1: I used to be very nervous and very, you know, watching the races. But I've learned how to deal with my, you know, I'm a little bit less nervous now. More excited. Um, depending on the race, yes, yeah, sometimes a bit of a, a loud shouter. But most of the time, I'm, I think I, I hold my cool.
0: Are you if you if you just get snapped on the wire, do you need a couple minutes or can someone come up and talk to you about where you're going for dinner or do you need do you need some time to cool off?
1: Well, I'd say something. I'd say <laughs> probably cool off depending on the grade, grade of the race. <laughs> if we're talking a aclaimer, we go to dinner straight away. If it's
0: <laughs> Yeah, it's like my I had to, like my wife, I've had to teach my wife that like once a race is over, I can talk. Yeah. But I don't want to talk about what just happened.
1: No, for sure. You know, I mean? we can talk, yeah, talk about something yeah, else.
0: Yeah. But like, shows them, you know, are you are you okay? Yeah, no, no. I'm okay. <laughs> just-
1: uh, you're absolutely <laughs> right. Like, even even with my jockeys, even with Oshin. So me and Oshin have a very you know very good uh, relationship. Where when he rides a race, you know, he'll talk to me afterwards. Either sometimes we we we'd have bred that horse, like we've had we'd have the dam. Sometimes you know we'd buy that horse or something like that. So he'll tell me, he'll be honest with me. On his opinion about what to do, which helps me um, plan for the future, not just for that horse, for other things. But he won't call me like straight away and say, "Oh yeah, this this." No, like the next day will you know give me a call and say, "Yeah, boss, this we should you know." I should. I know she is very good. He put his hand up and say, "Yeah, I messed up. I should have won. I did this wrong," or he could say, "Like you know, the horse is no good. I don't think he's good," which is, uh, to be honest, is. It's good for a jockey to be like that. So I'm, I, I tend to try and wait till the next day before making judgments.
0: You know, I would think that, like, the relationship you have with, with, with Oshin and, like, the way that the, 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 the he, that he's, you know, the contract rider, he, I think that he probably gets to feel a little bit more comfortable in making a mistake as if he's not going to get fired. Oh, sure. Like, he's not going to get taken off if he makes a mistake. Yeah. And, and I think, you know, a lot of times with some of these riders in, in the U.S., I think they make mistakes trying not to make mistakes, in the fear yeah. of getting taken off of a horse or, or whatever it might be, so I mean I think that makes a, a, a ton of sense. We are we're we're 362 days away or we're we're at the 362 day mark of Caravel winning the Breeders' Cup Turf Sprint. And we've talked about this before. Um, I was a year late. I said uh, after she won at Saratoga two years prior to you owning her, I said she was going to win the Breeders' Cup Turf Sprint, and then she didn't.
1: I'm glad that you were right.
0: <laughs> yeah. And then she goes off at what, forty? was she 42 to 1? I think she was 42 to 1, yeah. So here's the thing. You're a race watcher, a race rider as well. You have to tell me the truth. You did not think she was going to make the lead. We, we thought, you everyone thought Golden Powell was going to make the lead. Yeah. Did you that morning wake up and say, I think she can win and here's how it can happen?
1: in all honesty yes we all thought, we didn't go there thinking we're just an also we thought that she is going to go and hopefully win i mean she was training tremendous uh, brad had a lot of confidence in her fergus galvin had a lot of confidence in her we watched her train she was blossoming at the right time now golden Pal was a different you know kettle of fish you it was going to be very hard to beat him but our our plan was we knew she jumps well and we knew she jumps very fast from the gate. Our plan was to sit behind him and pounce. Hopefully, get the first run on him and just see if, if we can, if, you know, if we can get it done. I mean, every all of that went out of the window and he didn't break, but we broke very well. So I think Tyler straight away did the right thing in his head. She loves Keenland. We know she loves Keenland. Got to the lead, you know, easy enough lead. Kicked at the at the band, and I was just worried for a little bit when I saw Ryan Moore go up his inside there. I said. If you get beat with letting somebody off your inside now that would have been <laughs> that, that, that that might have got me a bit upset
0: <laughs> did um i mean when she made the lead i looked down and i and i said oh no it's caraville and i didn't have you know i i was just like uh, she's gonna she's 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 gonna potentially wire this field and then let's fast forward to this year you know i mean i, I thought she was this is i mean she won the breeders cup last yeah. year but this is arguably one of her best years um she doesn't like it soft. I don't think.
1: No. You're a hundred percent right, and we've like we all put our hand up. You know, we made a mistake. Uh, Saratoga race. She should have never run uh, on that soft ground. But we knew we knew afterwards, and now after knowing, you know, it's, it's hindsight is very good. But yeah, we make we're humans. We all make mistakes. She doesn't like soft ground. She loves fast ground. That's her ideal condition. Um, which I'm very hopeful that she'll get over here um, she won the Jaipur it's not easy to win the Jaipur she won the Jaipur she did you know um, her um, race in Kienland, um last out she ran a really really good race unfortunately I just think the race scenario didn't really suit when two horses went I'd say three furlong pace instead of a, yeah. you know they went they went crazy fast to start off with no horse could like Stand that and finish a race Uh, and she was she was she was one-off behind them made her a target for uh, um, For the winner uh, coming into the straight Uh, At the end of the day that wasn't her you know main target the main target is over here in the breeders cup So nothing for us. She she ran well. She she came out of the race in a good order, healthy happy and she's even blossomed again um you know speaking to brad he as, as i'm sure you've seen his interview um, he thinks she's working better than ever
0: well it's funny like i this is what i said someone asked me about her and and i said <clears throat> there's no way that brad would have fully like fully cranked her up for a race that is insignificant when there's a really significant race three weeks later. 100%. Treat it like a work. Just 100%. let her go over there and if she gets beat, who cares? 100%. This is the race that matters. I think she's going to run extremely well. Peace you know, there's some other pace in there. We we talked about this. This won't air yeah. before the Breeders' Cup. This is just you and I talking. Yeah. Call your shot on what the trip is. What's the plan? So, I think... I
1: think um, the uh, English horse... Living... Um, Living the dream. Li- Yeah. I think he, he surprised me a lot when he... You know how it is. American horses are very fast from the gates. You don't... You, you, uh, compared to European horses, yeah. it's like, in my opinion, it's at least three lengths. Yeah. In any, in any race, it's three lengths. Your your, your horses in America, so American horses are faster by three lengths. Uh, when he came to run in Keeneland, I didn't think he would be able to, you know, lead them. And I was surprised that he did, so... I think he, him drawn, I think he's drawn one outside of us. I think he'll go and we'll probably sit behind him. I think we'll have the perfect trip, hopefully going into the bend when everyone's, you know, holds their posse. He's going to be in front of us. We're going to just be behind him and hopefully Tyler can peel, peel out uh, at the, you know, uh, just on the bend and let her go. And you know, when she, when she starts rolling on that fast track, it's going to be very hard to peg back.
0: This her last race? Yes
1: she's you, going she's going to the sale to the
0: sale and yeah, yeah and uh at phasic yeah, no no keenan keenan sorry well, the, the, they, well she,
1: it's the it's the last race but depending on who buys from it maybe they won't
0: yeah maybe they'll maybe they'll uh maybe they'll give it another run uh nakatomi another yes. one that you have uh you smiled when i said nakatomi
1: yeah because uh, um going back with nakatomi is another funny story there um, so, Fergus Galvin found the horse, bought him, and he said to me, "You know, I think you should you should have this you know buy into this horse to go to Royal Ascot uh, as a two-year-old." So, okay, fantastic. Wesley has him, uh, so that sounds great. Uh, O'Sheen so was our contract rider, so I told O'Sheen, "O'Shea, you gotta you have to ride our horse." And he wasn't very. He, was, he said, "Yes, boss, no problem." But you could you could feel that he was a little bit uh, timid because Andrew Balding had one for um, the late Queen in the race, um, which he um, he would have ridden because he rides for Andrew Balding. You know, he's basically his jockey. He made him so whatever Andrew has, Washington gets the first call on. Um, we played him ride Nakatomi. He didn't like the grass, <laughs> and who gets to win the race? <laughs> <laughs> so he he wasn't very happy with especially with Fergus for a bit, so he wasn't he wasn't talking to him for a bit, but hey, that's life.
0: He'll be alright. Yeah. He'll be
1: all right. No, but coming back to Nakatomi, I think I honestly think he's gonna run big here. I, I like how the race is gonna set up for him. Um I mean there is plenty of pace. I think he's gonna sit off the pace and in Keenan he's I think he's improved a bit in Keenan and whether he thinks he's gonna improve again. He knows Santa Anita, well, because Wesley brought him last year here for a long time, and now this year again. So I think he's, I think he might just, you know, outrun his odds, and I hope so because it's the race we sponsor. (laughs) (laughs) It'd be perfect, right? (laughs) (laughs) It'd be nice to get back our money. (laughs) Are you going to
0: hand yourself the trophy?
1: got two hands don't we <laughs> yeah yeah
0: exactly exactly do your brothers ever come or do they always just watch
1: um, from a distance no no they, they 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 come sometimes but they have a lot of business you know commitments um my one my my eldest brother sheikh hamad went to uh the breeders cup in keenan not the last one the the one the one the one before okay and he absolutely loved it he said to me because that was his first experience of uh, uh american racing and, yeah. and, and you know he was he was thrilled about it, so it's good for them to see different things. Uh, my other brother came to um, a Breeders' Cup in Santa Anita a few years back, so that's, no, they do come when they can.
0: Look, I love the Breeders' Cup everywhere. Yeah. I really do. I, I don't care where it's at. I've always enjoyed it, whether it's at Del Mar, whether it's at uh, Churchill. It's fine. Yeah. I'm good. I, ju- I just like it a little bit more here. I, I don't know what it is. I, I don't know if it's Clocker's Corner in the morning. It's like where it's a natural morning yeah. situation, not a not a temporary chalet, and it's 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 the the mountains in the background, and I just I I just I love it.
1: Oh, it's gorgeous as you see. It's beautiful.
0: Would you have run Caravel if the turf's down the hill? If the turf sprint was down the hill? Yes, I think she would have done really well. Oh yeah, I? no, hundred percent.
1: I I, I I have nothing against the down the hill trip. I we, love it. We have actually we've got we've got a runner uh, running in the last race, the undercard last race on Saturday, uh, down the hill. So know,
0: it's, it's my favorite yeah. race. It's my favorite. I, I love it. I love it so much. Um, so those are the Breeders' Cup runners. But the other exciting horse in, in the stable at the moment, um, and I, he's a funny horse to me because Fergus got him beat first out. <laughs> I, I tell Fergus all the time, Fergus, good. you got him beat first out because uh-huh. he, he told me, he's like, this horse can't lose. This horse is so good. He, he, he was touting he,
1: the horse. He is touting the horse the whole world. His brothers, I think his brother and his sister flew in from Ireland. They went to Aqueduct in the cold there as well to try and wash it. I mean, it was dedication, but yeah, I think, it, uh, look in fairness I think Fergus did an unbelievable job in finding the horse yeah. I mean I think I think the first time around when uh, I think it was um, the two groups China Horse Club and Gandalfi had a partnership and they bought a few horses together and they spent I think he, they spent 800 on him or something like that and then they had a big dispersal before the horses went to, to any trainers and Fergus managed to he rang me up said to me look I think I found a horse that I like here and, and into mischief I want to play on, I said, yeah, go for it. If you think it's the right horse, then go for it. And my God, like, it's just, he is, as you said, I think he's one of my best horses.
0: Yeah, and I I think he's, and I'm excited to see him, you know, I'm I'm excited to see him hopefully uh, in in a race, you know, like the Malibu or something like that for three-year-olds, one, seven furlongs here the day after Christmas. But even more so, I'm excited to see him as a four-year-old. He's one of those horses, like, at this time of the year where in my brain, I start mentally checking, like, Met Mile, like, if he improves yeah. and continues to grow up, like, he's, he's perfect for that race. You know, he's game, he's fast, the distance is there for him from a stamina standpoint. I mean, that, like, he's built so far, fingers crossed, knock on wood, for a race like that.
1: Yeah, no, absolutely. He's, you know, I, I think Brad's, Brad's got him to the right um, right regime, right program, where he's learned how to race. He was a little bit, the first couple of times, he was a little bit um, babyish with his racing. But now he's just putting it in. He's very professional. I thought the yeah. 49er race, I thought you know he had every right to uh, you know not win that race when he got tackled before the band. Um, I was very impressed by the way he hit the line. And Christian came off the horse and said he, there's plenty to come from him as well.
0: Another exciting horse I forgot almost forgot about that uh, that uh, a friend of mine, a lot of my friends own is uh, you and and Jake Ballas and Reagan Swinbank in black type yeah. thoroughbreds with you almost had me. She was outstanding at Keeneland,
1: unbelievable. And uh, it, it's funny because uh, before 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 the Keeneland race, I was after after her last race, I was a little bit kind of a little bit disappointed. But Brad going into the, the Keeneland race rang up said like. She is working really well. I mean, she's a standout, and we'll see how she goes. I think that was a, one of the best performances of any of our horses this year. Really, like with that we have some you know involvement in. Uh, I I can't wait to see her next year. Hopefully, please God, she might be a test filly or something like that.
0: Vaad, you 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 mentioned the Queen in passing in a story earlier. I've I've also seen some articles. You've had some interactions with her uh, in racing and in all your interactions. Tell me a little bit about uh, that experience.
1: It's amazing. Uh, God, God rest her soul. I mean, the first time I met her was uh, at um, Windsor Palace for um, um, an Ascot dinner, and um, she asked to, to see me. And when I went up to to, to, to meet her. Uh, she knew more about my horses than I did which was it's just outstanding she knew she she knew Dunedin she knew Lightning Pearl uh just she she caught me off guard uh there big time.
0: Yeah I've always heard I've heard that uh about the queen is that she was she really followed her racing it wasn't just it was almost like not even a hobby for her it was like a, a, a really, a true passion, and she she knew horses, she knew pedigree, she knew stallions, and and uh, and, and I've I, that, that's pretty cool.
1: She yeah, she definitely was. She she was she knew every she knew you know she knew her, all her horses. She knew the mating. She did the matings for them. She she was a very knowledgeable woman. God bless her soul.
0: Well, Vod, I really do appreciate you taking the time. Like I said at the top, I appreciate the support of uh, JK Plus One. It's been a fun season. We're looking forward to to keeping it rolling, and uh, we wish you the best of luck. Well, people are going to see this afterwards, so... I, I hopefully,
1: <laughs> hopefully, well hopefully, done. <laughs> hopefully,
0: congratulations on uh, on Nakatomi or, uh, or or Caravelle. Yeah, and, your horse
1: Caravelle. You yeah, you said she's gonna win a Breeders' Cup, so hopefully two Breeders' Cups now.
0: Yeah, I, it, that'd be back to back. There's nothing. I think there's gonna be a couple of back to back champions. I think I think Caravel uh, hopefully will, will be a back-to-back champion, and I think Elite Power is going to be a, a back-to-back champion. If 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 Nakatomi, if no, Nakatomi no, no, don't gets worry, no we're, we're
1: finishing second to Elite
0: Power, I'm happy with that. <laughs> we'll take that. <laughs> hey, look, you said yeah, that'll get your money back yeah. for, for the sponsorship. Fun, I appreciate it. Thank you. Good luck. Thanks, Jakey. I need to know everything. Who and the what and the where, I need everything. Trust me, I hear what you're saying, but I like it's know what you're telling me.